Hi, my name is Jay Paul. You're listening to the Jay Paul Hernandez podcast, powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. I'm so excited to give you episode one because I'm with one of my good friends. Her name is Sam O. You know, when I was um, working, I was still employed. I would listen to her every morning uh, on radio. That's how I knew her. And um, with this um, podcast, so this is the Jay Paul Hernandez podcast, I'm going to tell stories of inspiring people, everyday people, and just people that, you know, maybe you can relate to and find light in whatever darkness or um, struggle that you are in in your life. So with that being said, let me um, welcome my dear friend, Sam O. We have so many things to say. First of all, congratulations on your own podcast, The J. Paul Hernandez Show. I'm so honored to be your first guest on your show. And oh my gosh, a podcast about success stories or inspiration or I don't know. Um, I, I fall into the latter category, which is everyday people. And we're <laughs> just going to sit down and talk because that's what Jay Paul does on this show. Congrats, Jay. I'm so happy for you. Thanks, Sam. And you know, I wouldn't be here with the Podcast Network Asia if it wasn't for you and the Narrow Door podcast that you are hosting. I'm so happy you're part of it. I'm so happy you're part of it. I'm so glad that we get to do this. Yeah. Isn't this great? Yeah. We're both doing podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's one of the things during this pandemic that sometimes, you know, so many things that are wrong. But if you open your heart to it, you know, whether you're a Christian or a non-believer, if you're opening yourself to, for me, it's abundance or good things, you will be nudged to the right place. So like, you know, a lot of things, for example, I don't get talks for companies, but I get to have a podcast that, you know, it wouldn't happen if I wouldn't, if I had a lot of corporate talks. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. I think a lot of people tend to focus on the negatives of the pandemic, and there are a lot of them. but a lot of us had to figure out ways to adjust and we all have to figure out how we can still, you know, be productive and um, do things that matter to us. And we found, you know, the podcast and I'm so happy that we found a family in the podcast network Asia. There's such great people to work with. So easy. Yeah. I'm not even saying this because like we're on record and we're with them. Like I really mean that. Yeah. So there. Yeah. Okay, can I just tell you something? Because a friend of mine recently gifted me with a French press. Oh, wow. And now I am so spoiled. I'm just like, if it's not French press coffee, it doesn't touch my lips. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what yeah, you mean. Yeah, it's the best. So, you know, lang. I'm it. so happy for you that you have everything. And everything's being complete in your life. I know. Uh, I don't want to tease you. <laughs> Who needs a man? Yeah, we just I'm- need French press coffee, okay? <laughs> French press coffee will not lie to you. It will not. <laughs> and it will not cheat on you. Uh, French press coffee will not make you feel insecure. That's so right. will not look at the girl except you. Oh. Thank anyway, you. I really yeah, appreciate the support. Yes, yes. Yeah, so anyway, um, let's start. I, I love my, um, starting my interviews with just asking my guest. Um, three things they're grateful for. It could be for today or the week. So that's how I want to start this podcast and that's going to be a culture every episode. So Sam, can you share what are you grateful for today? 
I think I just mentioned my first one, French press coffee. Very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. I am grateful for, oh my gosh, this is, it's so hard to narrow it down. That's the mm-hmm. thing. I have a lot of things that I'm grateful oh, for sure. still sure. Yeah, in my life. I mean, you know, I am, I'm, I'm still provided for by God to be doing what we're doing. You know, I still have a roof over my head. I still have, you know, food in abundance. I have, you know, technology that we can use to connect, you know, despite all of this. And, you know, despite the fact that we have to be social distancing and everything, we are still able to connect like this and we are able to work, you know, in some capacity, not in the same way, but still. And, you know, that, gives us a sense of, you know, um, that not all is lost. You know, we are still managing to put mm-hmm. out something. Um, and for us, you know, aside from this podcast, it's the thing that we do together. It's the Narrow Door podcast. I'm so grateful for my faith. And I'm grateful that I'm healthy, you yeah. know, in this time of the pandemic. And yeah, it's hard to narrow it down to three, but I'm grateful for a lot of things still. Uh, thanks, Sam. You know, uh, so... I'm going to share too. I, you know, I'm grateful because I was wrestling with a big problem for, a, for the business. But you know, as I was praying, I just really felt that even if I think God will not snap my problem away, that he is still good. It takes a lot of faith, I, I think, to get there. But before, when I would go through these problems, I would just really get mad. But you know, I'm like, wow, there's the stress is there. <laughs> But there is peace in my heart. So so it's just really I didn't know that could be possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aside from aside from your speaking gigs, like how has the business side of things changed for you because of the pandemic? Oh yeah. So so I I run a logistics company. So yeah. um it's really crazy. Um it's good the operation side, the strat the the growth is good. But, you know, we understand that a lot of companies are having a hard time paying, you know, because cash flow, they're not being paid, so they can't pay us. So we're dealing with that big struggle. So, you know, but um, it's really the challenge of the times. For me, what keeps me going there is that, you know, I love my employees and I love my customers. For me, it's like serving in the feast still. That mm-hmm. serving is not just, you know, in community, but the in business as well. Like what we're doing now in podcasts, we're, we're serving people through a, a biblical perspective, ecumenical biblical perspective through the narrow door. And here we're telling stories that inspire. So anyway, yeah. um, wanna, Sam, you know, I've know, I know you as a host and as a DJ, but can you just you know, paint a picture of what do you do, who you are, just to give a background? I'm still struggling with that question. Who am I? <laughs> um, gosh, I mean, I guess you're right. I mean, you know, people know me as, um, you know, the host. And I, you know, before the pandemic, I was doing um, events, a lot of live events. And prior to that, I got started on TV. And then I shifted to doing radio. And then eventually yeah into live events and so that was kind of my thing um and then now that that landscape has completely changed i have shifted to doing a podcast although the podcast was something that i was working on pre-pandemic because i yeah went through a catholic conversion about three-ish years ago and i think 
you know, right around the time the pandemic was going to hit, I was thinking about, okay, how can I use my background Mm -hmm. to do something for God in the, you know, the space of this faith and, you know, yeah. So, um, so that was early this year and I was starting to get invited to, you know, Catholic events because I was starting to open up about, you know, my conversion and I was um, friends with the feast and I was meeting more people. And so kind of, I suppose the word was getting out that I was now a seriously practicing Catholic. And so I was getting invited to these Catholic events to host them. Mm -hmm. And the last one I did for them was about ecumenism because this year, the CBCP declared to be the year of ecumenism and interreligious dialogue and all that stuff. And I was like, wow, that's great. You know, I, and I think this might be something that is more striking to a new believer. Maybe yeah. when you've been in the faith for a long time, it's just kind of, it is what it is. You know, the Christian community is like that. We have always just been a group of denominations. But I think to me, as a new person in the faith, that was a little odd to me. Like, why are there so many of us that are different? I think we're all Christians. Yeah. And so when I heard about ecumenism, I was like, oh, this is a great angle. I think I would like to do something in this route. And mm-hmm. so I was trying to put together the podcast and then the pandemic hit. But the, I, I realized the question is, who am I? Who am I? <laughs> I, I love listening. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah, I, I guess that's, that's who I am now. I, I, you know, I'm the host of this door, uh, this door. door. <laughs> Great door. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, that reminds me of my party days when you'd go to the club and there would be a person at the door. Yeah, that's what I imagined exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> bouncer. So I'm the bouncer of the narrow door, guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just, you know, a daughter of God, you know, a child of God. I, I think that is kind of, my big realization with the conversion also, I was really identifying myself with my job. Mm. And when really first and foremost, you know, I am a child of God and that's that's where I should be operating from. Um, Yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, um, because I always knew that you were very talented. Just, you know, um, Oh my gosh. Before we were friends. And listening to you now and and just watching your stuff or just, you know, my wife and I stalk you a lot because we're supportive friends. Um, I, I've noticed that you've always had that gift of communication. You, you know, you're a very happy but chill lady. Um, but you know how to control a situation, especially when you're on stage on when you, or when you're like turned on Turned on in the right way, like you're, whoa, you're hosting. Whoa, no, 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 like oh, like when the performance. Not that kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> this is G patronage, uh, not PG. This is G. So anyway, <laughs> um, have you always known that you had skills in communication? No. First of all, thank you so much for the kind words. And yes, Vivian and Jay are very supportive. And 
not only just, you know, in what I do, but they're supportive spiritually. And that's how we met, you know, for our, our friends who don't know how we met, I, you know, as my, as I was going through my Catholic journey, I uh, was invited to the feast by a friend. And then I realized that there was actually one across from me, literally across from where I lived at the time. And Jay was the feast builder of um, Feast Green Hills. And so I showed up, we met and Jay and Vivian started discipling me. Um, so they were meeting with me once a week to just sit down and talk about, okay, where are you in your faith? Just, and you know what? Not even, it didn't even feel like an interview. We were just hanging out. Yep. You know, it was just fellowship and we were just getting to know each other. And so, and I was just really touched by that. And I've talked about this on the podcast. Like I was so moved that people were willing to do that. You know, time is something that you're never going to get back. And these guys were giving it to me once a week just to make sure that I had friends along the way and super appreciate that. But let's talk about me. I like talking about me. Okay. <laughs> You're always posting. Let's talk about you. So you're always talking about other people. It's time about, it's, you know, it's your time to shine. <laughs> but you, going back to your question, I mean, I think more than anything, I just knew that I wanted to do it. When you look at my yearbook, my high school yearbook, right? Everybody in my batch had to fill out a sentence, which started 10 years from now, I want to be blank, right? Mm -hmm. And in high school, I said, it, 10 years from now, I will probably be a VJ on MTV because like MTV was the thing at the time, yes. right? I had a crush so, on Benita Rose when I was- I had, the who was my fan. crush? I think at my, and when I was watching, it was, oh my, what's his name? The Kasem guy. Casey. Casey Kasem? Or is that his dad? No, but he has a dad who's super famous, who was a yeah, DJ. Yeah, yeah. So that guy, yeah, that dude was like the main dude. But anyway, um, so I knew that I wanted to do it. I'm not, I don't think I felt like, ooh, I have the skills to do this. It was more like, oh, that's so cool. That seems so fun. I want to do that. Um, so I think, yeah, more than oh. anything, it was that. Yeah. Why? Why? I mean, don't you think, that, don't you think what they do looks fun? I thought it looked like it was a blast. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. No, because, you know, everyone has a, re you know, for some even bigger, small people have, you know, why? So just want to know. Mm. It, it looks fun for you. And not because you're bored, but, you know, just why? Why did you think it was fun? Why this, was it something that was interesting for you? Why was it something that um, sparked your curiosity? Not, you know, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I think... And I think I'm just going to chalk it up to, you know, God gave us different skills and, mm -hmm. you know, um, built in us, you know, different desires. And I guess that's, that was just, you know, how God built me. Wow. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. What a lame answer. It's so <laughs> lame. I'm going to drink more coffee. Blah. <laughs> No, I love it because a lot of people try to have so convoluted answers and, you know, they, they just, sometimes I think that people try to hide the fact that they don't know with convoluted answers and that's, that's just something that I think about. Yeah, mm -hmm. so thank you. Um, 
how did you get started? Yeah, go Wait, ahead. Wait, can I ask you, like, how did you become a lay preacher? And pre- I don't know. I feel like maybe I asked you this, but this is your first show and maybe we should tell them. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. How did you yeah. become a lay preacher? So welcome to the J. Paul Hernandez podcast with J. Paul Hernandez and Samo. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself to your audience, right? Like, yeah, 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 how yeah. did that happen? No, because um, I think we talked about before my my life uh, when we were discipling, like how bad uh, life was. In a sense, not because we were poor or whatever, uh, nothing against the poor, but I was just lost in, in my demons. So I was just um, really confused, <laughs> um, really sinned a lot, and. Um, but I always knew that, no, not always. I was always forced to be on stage. Like, because I was so lazy. <laughs> so I will not do the group assignment or whatever assignment. <laughs> then my group mates would say, can you present? And I was like, I actually presented? Okay. So that's how it is. And then for some reason, always caught myself in leadership roles. And I didn't know when you're a leader of something, you have to like present something. And like, this is actually fun. Sometimes I would think more about the presentation than the project. So, mm. and, and then uh, I just noticed that, hey, this is really good. Um, one time, this guy, um, his name is Obit Cabrillas. He's one of our feast builders. Um, so he would do a lot of talks, different places. And I was like in between jobs. And like, I didn't know what to do with my life. And I said, hey, Brother Obit, can I just drive for you? I didn't know. But I was like, I needed someone to talk to. Can I drive? Sure, but I have these things. Hey, if it's okay with you, I'll drive for you. I'll drive you to Pampanga where you need to give a talk. Pampanga? Yeah. I I don't know. I just was, that's how bored I was with my life. Okay. And and I was like in my early 20s and I said, sure, okay. Like, sure, free driver. (laughs) <laughs> no, I told him no need to feed me, but you know I'm just just need someone to talk to, and you know he did that. We did that together. He was giving a talk, and at that moment he was giving a talk. People were like so happy and just like inspired and like like uplifted. At least for one hour, they forgot their problems. It's like that's it. That's something yeah. I want to do for the rest of my life, and. And it just coincided that, you know, in, along with my relationship with God, that I wanted to serve God forever. Until the day I die, I want to do something in service. And that's how slowly things fell into place. You know, started um, being invited to preach. Like, what? I'm a sinner. And like, yeah, everyone is. <laughs> okay. So, and then, you know, um, um, even I became a feast builder at, at, at Green Hills. And I was surprised, like, hey, can you be a speaker for this thing? And like, what, really? And then, and, and then, oh, wow, I can be paid for a company for speaking. And, and, and then so on and so forth. And um, for, the, for a lot of feast builders, I love, like, whenever I could do an interview on stage, I would do it. Because I like, mm. hey, hey, I'm not going to do a script today. I'm going to, like, interview someone about their story of whatever. So it's always something that I love except that I didn't know it was possible. I studied behavioral science. Like, I didn't know. If I studied communication, i probably figure out that this is possible. So, so there, um, that's me. I have a question. I mean, just because, you know, in, in a way, we can kind of relate to what the other is doing, the two of us, because yes, 
essentially we're on stage and we are talking and trying to connect with an audience, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. But because me, I'm going to mute myself. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Okay. You know, as a host, the whole kind of hosting that I do, I get a script. I know the flow. Yep. I know, you know, what I'm supposed to deliver. And it's pretty, like, it's laid out on paper. It's black and white. For preaching, though, you are drawing so much. I, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this is personal. And, you know, what the connection that you're trying to make is so much more intimate than what I'm trying to do on stage, you know? And, like, how difficult is that? I think if you're there to be popular, it's going to be very difficult. Mm. But whatever you do, if you're trying to convey a story or a, and a message, it's going to be easier. Because <laughs> mm. um, it's not about you, I guess. Even I, I found the same thing with um, giving talks in corporate where there are companies who don't want to talk about God but, you know, it's still the same values um, and all of those things. I guess really what really motivates me is telling stories. Uh, it's really the story. And I, I remember there was one company. They're the number one in their industry, like, for the last 30 years. And they were telling me, J-Paul, um, you know what? I love your talk. You mentioned God once during the talk. He said, during the talk. I just mentioned him once. Like, you know what? I thank God that I, you know, I'm doing, I'm living my dreams. Like, this doesn't feel like a job, you know? Like, all of those, you know, cliche stuff. And sometimes, and then he said, you know what? Thank you. Because with your story, I got reminded that I forgot God in my success. Like, <gasps> uh, wow. Oh, that's major. Yeah. And, and he told me that this was a VP sales of that top top company and he said you know what during our weekly meetings I'm gonna pray that's like no <laughs> like we're gonna wow. ask the people to pray it's like and it wasn't intentional I was just like telling stories so I just knew that the power of stories were so powerful for me what changed my life like for example Bo Sanchez or all those preachers all motivational people was not with their message but most of the time their stories mm. You know, that's why, for example, your story of conversion, we'll go there late. Uh, you know, we can talk about it now. Um, I love it. Um, yeah, maybe you want to start um, anywhere in your, so let's say, so you were already being a DJ, you know, you were in that because um, you brought it out. So you were already, you know, in that life. Uh, what was life look? What did life look like? You were doing um, radio, you were hosting. Uh, I'm just, can you, Give us a picture of what your life looked like. Mm. So, you know, sorry, when you're on air, everything seemed perfect. So we just like a 360 whole bird's eye view um, look at your life. Wow, I've never heard it phrased like that. The 360 degree bird's eye view of my life. I love it. Um, I think maybe I want to set it up by saying that I was... I wasn't a very religious person at all most of my life. If anything, the closest I got was, you know, I was agnostic, meaning I, you know, I thought, okay, I think there is a higher something. I just don't know what that is. Yeah. And I didn't subscribe to any of the religions out there. And then 
you know, I was enjoying some success professionally. I was on a very popular morning show. I was hosting, you know, a lot of great events and I was uh, living with my parents at the time. I was able to financially support them, which was great. And I thought, I thought it was, you know, life was good. Life was good. Uh, You know, as I mentioned earlier, this was the the job that I had was something that I been wanting to do since I was in high school and I was actually doing it. I was living it. Um, And then 2016 rolled around and I turned 36 and I thought, okay, I think I would like to get married. Funny thing is, I think I was just so immersed in the, you know, the work life that, you know, I would have relationships and, and marriage was something that was kind of in the distance. Like, I guess it could happen one day and, you know, yeah, maybe hopefully this relationship will lead to that, but it wasn't something that I really intentionally pursued. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like up in the air. If it happens, it happens. But wow. when I turned 36, yeah. But when I turned 36, I was like, okay, I think I do want to get married and I mm-hmm. think I do want children. And so I am really going to intentionally now um, go about this in a way that is intended for marriage. I will audition husbands now. And that year, everything fell apart. All my dating relationships fell apart. And I froze my eggs, um, you know, if, because I was like, okay, I mean, I'm 36. If I meet somebody... Now I would, you know, have to get to know him a little bit more. Uh, I don't know how long that's going to take. I basically just wanted to cover all the bases, right? Yeah. So froze my eggs, fell apart, falling apart, everywhere falling apart. (laughs) I can laugh about it now, but that year was so rough. I can only imagine. Yeah. It's like shifting tectonic plates. Yeah. Yeah. And I really could not understand why things were falling apart and they were falling apart in very painful ways. And so in the middle of this year, I got a random message from a cousin of mine who I don't often talk to, but she was just casually, you know, hi, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. She's a little older than me and she's Catholic. And so I was like, oh, it's so nice to hear from you. I'm good. You know, I think I'd like to settle down, but this is just not as easy as I thought. And which made her laugh. <clears throat> and she was like, you know, God's doing that because he wants you to pray. And I was just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but at, at that point, I was like, because my mom is a devout Catholic mm-hmm. and she had us baptized when I was, a, I was 10 years old. She had all of us in the family baptized. She was the only practicing Catholic in our home. And I went to Catholic school and I would, you know, tag along to church sometimes with my mom, but it was really more for a social agenda because I had friends in church. And so we'd all hang out. We didn't really understand, you know, what the faith was about. And so I had some inkling of what the Catholic faith was. But by then, when my cousin was telling me about prayer and how she also had experienced something similar, because she kind of married late too, and she struggled with that in the faith you know, how am I supposed to go about this? And so she gave me 
Um, it's a devotion. I guess that's the term. It's a year-long thing that yeah. you pray every day. St. Bridget's 15 prayer devotion. And she was like, try praying this. It's a commitment, but you have nothing to lose. And then at the end of this, you know, with an intention, pray it for a year and see what happens in a year. And the same mindset. I was like, well, I got nothing to lose. I, I need to turn to something at this point because it was just really hard emotionally that year for me. So I started doing that. And then again, you know, just to cover all the bases, I started praying the rosary. <laughs> kind of a Girl Scout, right? Um, and about six months into doing that, one afternoon, I was in the middle of a rosary and I was just overcome with like so much peace and joy and I didn't know where it was coming from because, mm-hmm. you know, in the romantic department, it was worse than when I started. And there was really no reason for me to feel that, but I did. And I was like, okay, I think there's something to this. Because, you know, for the six or so months that I was doing that, I wasn't really trying to understand the faith or anything. It was really just, okay, I need something and I'm going to pray to God so he can give it to me. Yep, yep. Very selfish. Yeah, very selfish. Um, But when I felt that, I was like, I think there's something to this Catholic thing. But... I don't want a blind faith. I don't want to just go through the motions without understanding why we're doing this. So I want to know what this is about. So I went um, on YouTube. <laughs> I did. YouTube University. Uh, yeah, you, I YouTube University Catholicism. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, I, and I'm still learning about it. But yeah. wow, I was so surprised that there was so much good material out there. And you kind of have to weed through it. Yeah. But, you know, the more I was learning about the faith, I was just so surprised that it was logical and it was so beautiful. And most of all, it was true. That's true. That's the, that was the important thing. I mean, what is the point of something being, you know, beautiful when at the end of the day, it's just not true. Yeah. But I found these things to be true. And, and I took my time with it. I, you know, was hearing things and, understanding the concepts of things, but I decided to live it out. I I wanted to give it some time. Like, okay, you know what? Okay, apparently, you know, Catholic dating is you be friends. And I think for most people, that's common sense. But, you know, the way I did relationships was like, I was all about the chemistry. Am I attracted to this person? You know, like, is it electric? Like, it was so feelings-based, which is very unreliable. Mm-hmm. Very fleeting, you know, not the strongest foundation to build a relationship on. And so it was things like that where I was trying things out, really just meet somebody, see if you connect. Are you on the same page? Do you guys have the same values? And I was finding that they were working. And as I was trying to live out these things, I was understanding more why the church taught what it taught. Yeah. And I was just falling in love. Mm. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the world is not talking about this stuff. Does, do people know about Catholicism? <laughs> like, what's going on? Even um, Catholics don't know about Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that, and I'm still on that journey. You know, I am so happy that I found it and I 
you know, I'm now at a place where I want to do something in this space. And that's what we are doing with the podcast. And, you know, I have, I, I suppose, moved a little bit out of Catholicism to just include all Christians because yep, yep, yep. really like, yeah, I mean, aren't we all really just followers of Jesus Christ? Yep. That's what we are. And so why are we so divided? And, you know, Bishop Barron, I, Bishop Barron was instrumental to my learning about the faith. And so I go back to him a lot. And so I was really moved when he said that, you know, this division, this, this separation, it's not what God is about. Yeah. You know, he would not be happy about this. And so that's what I am trying to do with our little we podcast. Yeah. Heart, heart. You know, um, this is a little bit off topic because I have mm. like thoughts, uh, questions for you. But did you yeah. know that um, usually the division, like people who leave um, churches and start their own because of a, an angry or negative spirit, it ends up usually splitting and splitting and splitting again. So that's how it is. Um, but there are times it becomes positive if it comes from a positive heart. But anyway, we're, we're, we're going to talk about it soon in the Narrow Door podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, I love your sharing. You know, um, I don't know if you noticed this. I was reading your energy. I was like observing you. Not reading your energy. <laughs> so I was observing your energy. It's so new agey. <laughs> yeah. What um, is as, your aura? As you were talking about your old life, like until you were 36, so like it was like no 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 and then like oh yeah so Catholicism onwards like the past uh, f- few years I don't want to say uh, mm-hmm. was just like a ball of fire and energy because I just you know um you're just like you're you're so young again like you know like like you le- you le- you're like fresh out of college like that's the energy you exude um, now um, more than ever. Um, oh, and with that wow. being said, um, I, 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 I just caught on what you, you said earlier, like, you know, like you were dating you, but your career and stuff was like the most important thing until you were 36. And then like, you had to figure out life, some, something like that. Why was it like that? Why was career so important? What, what did it mean to you? Why was it so fun that it was everything? Gosh, what was that? I mean, you know, yeah, like I said, it was something that I had dreamed of doing since I was mm. in high school and it was actually happening to me and I couldn't believe it wow. that this was actually happening. You know, I, I just did another podcast um, yesterday and it was about radio. The, the po- mm. Also from um, Podcast Network Asia, actually, the show is called On Deck. So if you guys want to nice. go check it out. Um, so this Stan, the host of the show, is also a DJ, and he does a podcast on Philippine radio. So he has on DJs, you know, today in the industry, back in the day. So I was on yesterday, and we were talking about this. And I was telling him, like, yeah, you know, every day that I was on radio, I was just, I can't believe they're letting me do this. You know, I got paid to do this. Right. And, and which is great, but I think you know, looking back now, I was just drawing a lot of my identity from that. Uh I was the host, you know, I was the host. If I wasn't hosting, then who am I? It got to that point. And um, I I don't know when that started. Um, So I guess, you know, that was kind of why it took a priority in my life. 
Um, you know, livelihood, sure. You know, we all need to support ourselves, you know, make money and all of that. But more than anything, I think it might have been that. It just became who I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, you, were, you said this again, I think, twice or thrice already during this, inter- during this conversation that, you know, your job was your identity or it, your identity deter- was determined so much about your um, job. And now you're, you're sharing just a while ago that you're a child of God first and foremost, and it's not what you do. Um, can, you, can you share more about that? Um, yeah, it was a realization that I had uh, while I was going through this conversion. Um, because, you know, as a host, and I think just anyone in this industry, like you can't be on top all the time. Like there, you know, you ebb and flow. Like sometimes it's busy, sometimes it's not. And I would, you know, sometimes find myself questioning my value when maybe uh, things were not so busy. Or, uh, or I had to be away. I mean, there were times in my career where I had to be away for a while. Like, uh, I think this was last year. My dad got sick all of a sudden. And so what was planned to be a four-day trip, I ended up staying something like four months in Korea because, you know, my dad's condition was so much more serious than we thought it was. And even in that time, you know, I was thinking, oh my gosh, am I going to have a career to go back to after this? Yeah. Um, and, you know, what does that say about me? And, you know, here's the thing, right? Like if you identify as a person or if you put your value as a person on something that is not permanent, then you're, you're, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, because this could end. And I mean, you know, I'm and I'm, you know, I'm experiencing it now like in the pandemic, right? I think all of us in some capacity with something that maybe was so important to us yeah. which is kind of not, you know, deemed unnecessary now, but maybe we drew so much from that, we're realizing like, wow, okay, so that's not where I should be putting my value. That was kind of my, my thing with the career. Nice. So Oh, I love it. Now that you're describing yourself in that way, can you can you describe yourself? Who are you now? What have you become? I'm not very good at this. I don't I don't know. I, I think I'm just you know, I so still don't do don't I, think hard about it. Just whatever comes first will not judge and we will not bash. Inside know. joke from the narrow door podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> this is our thing now like oh no you know and i'm just gonna relate it to our faith because i mean at this point the faith has become so important to me and it has become so central to who i am and i think this journey is about a continuous realization that god is god and i am not And it's just, it's a constant realization of that. You know, we have God who created us. We are creation. And that, I think it's just, uh, yeah, for me, it's, I'm just, I have, I cannot string the words together, obviously, for this sentence. But I, I, it's hard for me to articulate, like, who am I? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I mean, 
I'm, I'm still the same person, obviously, but I yeah. think what I'm drawing from now isn't so much the external things. Yeah. It's more, yeah, who I am inside my relationship with God. Um, and a con yeah, like I said, a constant realization that God is almighty. He is all powerful. He's in charge. My job as a believer now is to follow his will and follow his design mm -hmm. and, um, be and trusting that he has only good things for me. Yeah. You know, regardless of, yeah, what the circumstances look like. You know, I was, um, as you were just sharing the past uh, few minutes, you know, it made me realize because it's just amazing that we both listen to Bishop Barron. And Bishop Barron always tells this that um, based on his um, understanding of Aquinas, that everyone has different varied grace and, you know, specialty or blessing. It's hard to not go deep theological about it. But I've noticed in your life, that everything that you put your you know mind into, even no matter how you don't know how it will work, it eventually works out. You had a dream, you'll be you know a DJ, VJ, all of those J's. Um, you, you get there, uh, you 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 host, and you find it so e everything was late. Even when you decide to be, you know, religious, everything slowly fell. Of course, the there's r small wrestlings and emotional turmoils in between. And, you know, podcast became so easy. It was just an idea that then everything falls into place. I'm not saying your life is easy, uh, but there's always um, ease to something that is in your heart. What, what do you think burp. about that? Can I, can I burp? Uh, sure. <laughs> no bashing. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking something. And okay, maybe this is something that not a lot, a lot of people know, but I'm quite the burper. Anyway, going back. But then, uh, <laughs> um, no, you know what? This is this was also something that I reflected a lot on during my conversion. Is that I look back at my career, and yes, as much as I uh, at some point drew too much from it um, to identify myself, when I look back at my career, I see the the hand of God. Because, I mean, you know, look at me. I'm, I'm Korean. I have no connections to the industry. I, you know, I entered the scene. I auditioned for a gig at the time, which then led to, you know, my career. And I look back at that and I always think there is no way I could have done that on my own. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have. I couldn't have. God was, you know, working the whole time and, you know, lalo naman now, with my conversion, I'm more aware that he is working in my life and um, I'm really super grateful for everything. I, you know, just wish I acknowledged him, you know, earlier on in my life and, um, but yeah, that's how I feel when I look back at all of that. The yeah, but ease, is it, yeah, he's so yeah. loving to you and he's just so patient. Oh my gosh, he is. Isn't he with all of us? Yeah. 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 But you're the star today. So, <laughs> so it's about <laughs> you. It's, but you're the star today, so it's about you right now. I like that attitude. <laughs> yes. I like that. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, it's just amazing because, you know, a lot of people come up to me, not now. They just message me online, but before probably and now <laughs> messaging online. Um, 
that you know they find it hard in their life that there's so much struggle and they're not lazy i mean for everyone that's listening and watching on youtube uh, and then on the pat the podcasts um i'm not saying that that sam is lazy you know she 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 does her hustle you know oh, she, i got my i got my lazy moments trust me yeah but you know she goes there all the time and gives her best you know but there's just I'm, what i'm saying is that she has her ease like you know, you just don't know how crazy she is in terms of how much she loves her her craft. So what I'm saying is just, you know, everything that she does, it blossoms into something beautiful all the time. So um, I'm saying this because uh, a lot of people message me. Um, it's like, J-Paul, I've been working my ass off my whole life. Nothing's happening. I'm, And there's, there's no, no ease. Uh, and 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 sometimes they feel like maybe God loves me less, or or maybe it is not for me, or 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 whatever. That's, that's like those are the usual spiels. What do you think? And what can you say to those people who feel like that in their life? <laughs> so Sam um, is telling you. <laughs> that's a tough one. I. Uh, I think there, I think disposition does have something to do with it because even pre conversion, Mm -hmm. I always did have a sense that, you know what? It's all going to work out. Just chillax. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just chillax. I love it. Um, and they do, which isn't to say that I don't have my struggles, but what, yeah. What is worrying going to do? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Love it. And, you know, and if you have a faith life and if you have God in your life, then basically you're saying that you have a creator who loves you so much and is, you know, a, a bottomless pit of mercy for you. And he is orchestrating events in your life to bring good out of them, no matter what, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. long as you give it to him. But you got to give it to him. That's right. And... um. You know, I don't want to trivialize what other people feel. If that's how they feel, then I'm sorry about that. But I think, you know, I mean, could that be coming from a place where you're not trusting God enough? Mm. You, because, I mean, because what are you saying? Like, are you, are you saying that you don't trust that God has this? Mm-hmm. When mm. we proclaim all the time that God is all-powerful. He is almighty. Mm-hmm. You know, he created all of this around us. And you don't yeah. think he got this? Yeah. You know? Whew. I love it. You know, you can, you know, when I am on vacation next time, you're going to preach for me in Green Hills? No! <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't do what you're doing. I can't. <laughs> no, but I love it. I love, you know, um, I love the boldness of your faith. Because um, I've, I've known so many Catholics, so many people have been in community or church, whatever church they're in, for so long, and they don't have your faith. And I just really want to honor you for that. I think also, that is a grace that was given to you. Absolutely, by God's grace. Um, and I think it also has to do with my being so new. Mm-hmm. I think many people, especially in the Philippines, where people are born into the faith, and they are just born into the traditions. This is just life. Yeah. I did not grow up like that. Although I did go to Catholic school and everything, but 
you know, in the home, we were not practicing Catholics. And so when I finally began to learn about it as an adult and really understood, and I still have many things that I don't know very well about what our church teaches. And, but when, I, when it made sense to me, when I was able to decide for myself that, okay, I think this stuff is true. I think this is rational. I would like to do this. Um, and I actually did see how it worked in my life. It's, it's kind of a different experience, I think. And um, yeah, I hope that I would, I mean, I would like to encourage, you know, other Catholics, if you feel like maybe you're just going through the motions, you should look into it. Because I think when it clicks in your head, you'd be, you'd be encouraged to be, you know, bolder about it. Because honestly, I, if you're a Catholic um, and you're not talking about it, or if you don't feel that way about this amazing faith that we have, then maybe it's time to kind of, you know, light that up a little bit. I love it. Yeah. You know, um, thank you. Because even for me, these encouragements, everyone needs it. You know, no matter what your what where you are in your faith walk, whatever situation, whether if you're a believer or not, people need these kinds of encouragement. So just you know, thank you for just telling that truth, because I think a lot of people um, need it. Yeah, and I, I also want to say, you know, I our we all have different journeys. We can't be high all the time. I don't know if we could handle that really, and you know, it's um. It's, up, it's ups and downs, you know? And so if you're kind of in that space, then that's a struggle on its own, I, you know, and I respect that. Um, but for me, that's what helped. And so if that encourages you today, then amazing. Nice. Yeah. Thank you for that. You know, Sam, earlier during this episode, you said that your identity is based on who God is and who you are. Um, that's, I'm sorry, who God is and that defines your identity, something like that. Can you just, because uh, you asked me on the first episode of The Narrow Door, who is what God for ask you? you? That ah! question and, 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 and introduce him in a party. So I'm going to just throw that question to you, which made me so awkward and blush and like I wanted to die. Um, Are you serious? I did not know you had such strong feelings about that question. Apparently, I hold grudges. So. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a month ago. <laughs> who yeah, is so God who, for me? Who is God? And if you're going to introduce God to me right now, who is he? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, my, in my, based on my conversion um, journey, a really big part for me was acknowledging that God is a, is the creator and that there is a, there is a design for Mm -hmm. his creation. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I froze my eggs and that was prior to me really understanding the church teaching on IVF and all of that. And so when I found out, I was kind of devastated because I was banking on these eggs, man, you know, (laughs) but the church is very clear on, you know, its teaching on IVF, which, you know, stems from basically we have a creator who created us with a particular design in mind. And, you know, when you look at our bodies, it's so clear. Yeah. It's not rocket science. 
you know, we function a certain way and God made us this way. And as uh, believers of a creator God, our job is to um, acknowledge this and obey this. And it's beautiful. And so that's a big part of, uh, you know, my, my relationship with God. You know, he is the creator and he's my father. You know, he's my father and a, a really good father who is so patient with me and so loving. And no matter how many times I mess up, you know, not that I want to and do it intentionally anymore, but I'm human and I still make mistakes, but I can still go to him. And, you know, if I ask him to forgive me, he will. And he's never going to tire of that. And yeah, he's just the best dad ever. And just to go back to the whole egg freezing thing, you know, I mean, I decided that I wasn't going to pursue that anymore. But yeah, I think those are the two big things uh, in how I see God and how I relate to him. Um, that's who God is for me. I love it. I love it. Thank you. It's so beautiful. <laughs> so for that um I just, just thought about this question. What does God call you? How does God identify you? How does God describe you? Oh my gosh. How does God call me? You know, gosh, honestly, it's not something I thought about, but I can tell you that my everyday, like the way I relate to him in my heart is very like, daddy's girl-ish dynamic, you know? Like, he's my daddy. And I can talk to him about whatever. And, you know, obviously there are moments, you know, for deep reflection and just, you know, reverence and all of that. But for the most part, I just feel like, I know, I'm his girl. (laughs) I think I remember on one of the Narrow Door uh, episodes, you were talking about Viv and... Um, Viv was telling you how like I'm his favorite and in my head I'm like girl I'm his favorite like, <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I relate to him and that's how I feel he sees me um, but yeah again you know he's God and so we're all his favorite right yeah. like that's okay there is space for everyone so yeah, that's, I mean, I don't really, I can't really give you like a particular name yeah, or, yeah. a per, you know, but yeah, that, that's, that's kind of how I feel in my relationship with him. I love it. And I guess, you know, as we were just, we were just talking about Kanina, um, you were saying uh, people don't trust God enough. Maybe that's why they're in like, they're hitting that wall. And I love the space you're in right now that, you know, I'm daddy's girl. I'm, I'm, I'm his favorite. And then there's space for all of us. It just, you know, for me, as somebody who knows you, I just love your growth. Thank I love you. your metamorphosis that, you know, you're like, it's your second debut. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know... Um, God has so much for you in store. I think all your success in your life right now 
It's just a tip of the iceberg. Oh wow! And you think, and some people think, wow, he, she's Sam. Oh, she's she's good. She's you know she's made. But listening to you now, I just feel this energy that. But wait, there's more. I don't know. My life is an infomercial, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just want to honor you for that. And I'm looking forward to being part of your journey, like seeing you, seeing you grow wherever God leads you, whatever God asks you to do. It's going to be fun. Thanks so much, Jay. And, you know, I'm so happy that you've been part of my journey and you still are and that we are doing this podcast together, The Narrow Door. And really our goal there is to promote dialogue among Christians. And I love that, you know, I can see we are building relationships on the podcast. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I remember our first day of recording, it's awkward, awkward pa. You know, nangango pa. You know, I've never met like Instructor Harold. You know, that was my first time to have an actual conversation. with. I've never met Pastor Dennis either. You guys are friends, but I had never met him before. And so like, I remember our first episode, like, that was, you know, a little funny. But now, like, we're becoming friends. Yeah, and we were, like, first day of school and now we're Berkada. Yeah! And it's so, it's such a great feeling. And, you know, I, gosh, I'm really happy about the space that I'm in as well. You know, it's so, life is so comfortable when you just entrust it to God. And maybe that sounds a little, like, out of touch. I get that. I get that because uh, that, that was me too in the past when I would hear people talk like this, like, like what, what is she talking about? Like the real world is out there, girl, you know, you got to do things. And yes, of course, you know, religious people are not like, you know, people who are walking with their heads up in the clouds. Yeah. Nah, we don't operate in the same way and we still go through life like everyone does. But because we believe in a God who is, on top of everything and we have to now just trust that he will do his thing and again he he is goodness itself Mm. he is love itself Mm. he has good plans for you and so for yeah for me it's like this is so comfortable this is so comfortable I, I, I wish that I wish that for everyone. Yeah. I was just in a moment and I, I yeah. You know, I, I remember during our first episode, Instructor Harold, if you're gonna listen to this, we love you. I'm saying this with all my <laughs> yeah. in the world. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was so scared. I think the first I think first four or six episodes, I was like every time you ask something and I would think about three ways of answering it so that I would not offend Instructor Harold. Because Instructor Harold, I love what about him is that he's, he's so passionate about what he believes in. He's unapologetic about it. I wish I would be like that because I'm, so una- I'm so apologetic all the time. Mm. So you, you know this about me. Like, uh, anyway, um, but I, I'm just so worried. But then as we just got into it every single week and we were getting deeper and deeper, like, Oh my God! This is like where Catholics sound like a cult, and then I don't. Will I say this? And then like, and then there's a certain respect and love, and you know I've been in this faith for a while, and what we guys—I'm not saying this in pride, but 
I love the, I love the group, how we're, we're doing it, how we're talking about different Christian beliefs. It's just so powerful. Yeah, yeah. I, I am, I get a, a straight up education from you guys every time we do this podcast. And, you know, we recently decided to go the biblical route. So this is a new thing for me where, you know, I think in the past, if it was really more about like what the church teaches, what it's about and trying it out and experiencing it. Now we're, I'm just like, I want to know scripture. Yep, yep. I want to talk about scripture. And so now that's what we're doing. And yeah, I can see the three of you guys, although you come from different denominations, you're careful to, you know, be respectful and not to offend. That's not the place that we are coming from. And I get emails from our listeners saying, you know, how much they love um, the way we manage our conversations. And that's really props to you guys. And that, yeah, it just, it's so endearing to see the three of you guys becoming friends on the you show. You have a great host. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, yeah. it's true. And, we, and our, our, my goal now is to actually, <laughs> I have two goals in our podcast. Encourage Harold to move to like where we are. Like we all live near each other. Oh, in the area, yeah, yeah. Um, and then start a manhood or money book. So those are my goals to encourage him so that he belongs. So yeah, that he's yeah, not yeah. out of place. Right. Um, so, so for those who are listening, because uh, Pastor Dennis and I, we have similar books, Manhood and um, Finance. And we're encouraging Instructor Harold. And we're both preaching in Green Hills. So like um, Harold needs to you know, feel the pressure now. so that he will You have a new Earth Green Hills. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so with that, Sam, um, what do you... What, ex- what about the podcast and th- this new era of your life? You're excited about. What are you looking forward to? Every recording, every publishing, and all of those things. You know, I honestly, I don't have like lofty goals. I think my thing is more like I am so happy and grateful to have been led to this faith. I am so happy and grateful to be able to do something in this space. And now it's like, I'm just going to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, the thing about you being on the show, even that to me, I feel like was divine intervention because initially my concept that I had was a Catholic priest on the show. And none of that fell, like all of that fell apart. Again, I, I, for some reason, I was asking a lot of Catholic priests if they could, you know, do this podcast for us. but they, they couldn't or didn't want to, whatever. And then I realized like, oh my goodness, what, maybe I should just go, you know, the preacher route, the lay preacher route. I know a lay preacher. Jay Paul is a preacher. And you said yes. And so now that we have done, you know, a few episodes, I look back on episodes. this. <laughs> what was that? We've recorded 16 episodes. Yes. It's yeah. crazy. Um, And so now I try to imagine what it could have been like if I had a Catholic priest instead and we wouldn't have had the dynamic that we do. And I love our dynamic, which isn't to say, you know, I don't want to put down priests. That's not what I'm trying to do. There was a reason, I think, why you had to be on the show. This had to be a more relaxed environment, you know, where where we build relationships and have conversations. And I'm not sure how it would have turned out with a Catholic priest. Would have loved to have one. But maybe that's not what God intended 
for this yeah. podcast. So I'm just, I think along the way, I'm just seeing like, okay, I think this was God's will. And this is God's will. And so, you know, again, as humans, we make plans, but you know, God's gonna, God's gonna intercede. And for us as believers, our job is to seek his will and do it. I, so I don't have big plans. I'm just amazed that we got to start this podcast and we're doing it. And I'm excited to find out what's going to happen as much as everyone is. Woohoo! I love it. <laughs> um, what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So good. You know, every time I don't know our listeners in our podcast in a nar- the narrow door podcast, but Every time I come to our, we record, for those who don't know, we record every Friday, two hours and a half. <laughs> almost three. <laughs> oh, mag, um, almost three hours na lately. <laughs> ang gugulun yun na. But I enjoy it so much. I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I love every episode. Like, you know, I, I really wake up early to really just be present in mind. Because I love it. I, I really love it. Something that I look forward to even after COVID. It's something that I, you know, I think it's going to be like, in my life for a while. Ah, that makes me so happy. Jay, super. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I just really pray that, you know, everyone who listens to us, you know, gets really blessed. Whether they're a believer or not, um, I guess, you know, as you were saying, the dynamic, people need to believe that people can coexist and be friends, whether they have different beliefs. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess you know, just to pat my back a bit, I love um, being friends with non-Catholics, and I, I don't get intimidated. You know, mm-hmm. as you know, I share things about Hillsong and different non-Catholic stuff. Christian, I, I even had a conversation with a Muslim. I have friends who are Muslim, and I, I love it. Um, because I believe God has placed so much love in my heart. And it's so weird because I, I don't look like the most loving person in the world, but I, I guess... when he has a beard, like last year, like last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's why I think I was also given this platform to preach, to, to podcast, to write books. It's to share this love and hope that, that this world needs. And you know, to all my haters in the past. Because um, you know, I don't know. Marami ka ba? Marami ka bang haters? Mabashers some, some. ka ba? No. Yeah. Um, quiet bashers. Um, but so, so, so many people like said what I wanted to do was not possible. Like, what do you do? I just want to inspire people. It's like so... Mm. Walang kwenta. <laughs> like, who does that? Right? But I noticed like, because like, like everyone who does their stuff, like, inspire people you know so like i just noticed that somebody who loves what they do so much and who they are is somebody that's inspiring whether you're a radio dj tv host basketball player or just somebody who is so passionate about the gift that god has given them and embrace that gift for example steph curry um you know i was so amazed during the start of this pandemic you know, he was interviewing on his ig like people from church and they were like worshiping like he was using that platform to inspire people and he's not a preacher he probably doesn't know a lot of things about theology but he's using the gifts he had the platform he had 
to to bless and inspire people and and I guess that's um wherever God leads you Sam or us our our friendship it's going to be exciting <laughs> yeah i think so too and i mean you know jay i want to really and this is true you really have a loving heart and i think that's also one of the reasons why you were led to do my podcast is because what because what are we about we are about embracing everyone in the christian community right and oh, you need a, Catholic. Oh, Catholic. Yes. <laughs> Inside joke again. Um, but, you know, it's, you need a loving heart to do that. I think somebody who is also Catholic and well-meaning could have showed up and really maybe just took this podcast to, uh, to take it as, you know, putting our beliefs out there. This is who we are. And this is how we're different. And, you know, we're right. I, I don't know, but I mean, there are people like that. And, but for some reason, like you're the one that's on my podcast and, you know, people have pointed this out about you. I have emails from listeners who, you know, love how you are loving towards the other two people on the podcast and yeah. And your honesty, I I was actually, I wanted to point that out earlier, but I, I forgot your honesty on this podcast and on mine really helps to enrich our conversations and Okay, now we're just like, you know, complimenting each other. But, <laughs> but this is all true. This is all true about Jay. And so, yes, really excited to see where our podcast goes. Yeah. And this podcast goes. Thanks, Sam. This is his really... first episode. Woo-hoo! In case you forgot. Okay. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, I really, you know, my dream for this podcast is really believe in abundance. But mm. there's a better life. Yes, you work because you like Work is part of life, but you don't have to work for your value because you're already valuable. That, that life can be like, that's why I was drawing those, draw, um, drawing those questions from you on why is it you find ease? Because I want that for people. I want to inspire people that maybe life could be better. You know, just, mm-hmm. just for them to ask that question, what if? You know, there was a girl who messaged me a few, uh, I think April. She read my book on how to overcome financial stress. Uh, there's a, uh, an, article th- an article, a chapter there about doing side, <laughs> <laughs> side hustles. And then she listened to me online. And she was just crying. I felt she was crying because there were so many emoji cries. <laughs> so so she, mm-hmm. probably she was crying. And she said... Um, Thank you because if I didn't listen to you last 2019 and I did not start my side hustle, I'd probably be poor during this pandemic. And I was like, thank you, wow. Jesus. Can you imagine you do that for people? That's nuts in the best way. Not when my wife is angry with me. <laughs> Why? What I'm do just you kidding. mean? Of course, oh. your wife is angry with you. Like, oh. Yeah, like uh, you feel like, oh my God, I'm so bad to that person. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I can't, you know, yeah, that's right. You know, like what you were saying, I think we're both living lives that, lives that, you know, that are just dreams for some people. And that's just amazing grace. Yeah. I, yeah, again, you know, it, for me, yeah, it's not about who we are and what our abilities are, you know, it's, or because we are more valuable in the eyes of God. It's not. It's, I think it's something that we can all have in our lives. Um, and I think, yeah, as believers, we, we acknowledge God for it. 
because we couldn't do it without God yeah. and His grace. I love it. Whew, oh my gosh. You know what? Um, maybe I'm going to interview you again because it's you know, more than an hour. Um, it's going to cost you next time, but yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you... Let your people call my people. <laughs> PNA call. <laughs> um, but I love, I love these conversations with you because I, I have an idea of what I want to talk to you about next time. But maybe when, like, when Narodor hits its 100th episode or a hundred one year oh, wow. anniversary, something like that. And after COVID or whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're going to be guesting a lot. So, um, yeah. <laughs> what? You know where maybe I want to add like go to the closing um, in your life, the past few years, everything that has brought you to where you are right now, nothing is by accident, everything builds, even mistakes lead to something better, and I love that's from Bishop Barron. you know God does not give you the problem, but he will make sure that there is glory that will come come from it. Um, the, the problem does not come from God. The test does not come from God. So whatever you have in your life in the past, whether good or bad, Sam, um, just what have you learned? What are your life lessons that you, know, you want to share that somebody might learn from? That is such a big, tough question, Jay. But can we focus on that, what you just said? Because I think that is truly one of the most amazing things about our God is that we can find ourselves in an S-storm, if you know what I mean. You know, when the fit hit the shan, right? It can be bad. But if you let God in and you let him do his thing, he will still bring good out of it. I love I it. Am I was blown away. And that, I think, is basically my takeaway from my horrible year, which was 2016. God used that to bring me into this faith. And I don't know. I, you know, here's the thing, right? Prior to this experience, I was that person who could not understand what this Christian thing was about. I would hear people talk about relationship with God or having God in their, you know, romantic relationship with someone like mm. what? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And here I am very much in the thick of it and talking about it. And trust me, no one is more surprised than I am. Trust me. But I don't, I don't know how else to put it. You mm -hmm. know, I, there are just some things in life that you can't handle on your own. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and I know that the world is all about like, you know, believe in myself, mm. you know, you know, trust, trust in myself and I, you know, I can do it all, whatever. Mm. And, you know, to a degree, like if you feel that confident about yourself, like more power to you. And, um, but for me, I just hit a wall where I couldn't anymore. And when I gave it to God, it, it became so good. And that is a really bad way to articulate what happened. Like, it became so good. I don't have words. <laughs> it became so good. Um, and sometimes, sometimes you, you do need to hit you know, that wall 
that bottom in order for you to realize that I need help from mm-hmm. God and you need, it's okay. Turn to God. You know, God wants you to, he, he wants you to, to know him and acknowledge him in your life. And when you do, you will see really amazing things happen. So I, I guess that's kind of my tying it together in a bow yeah. kind of statement. Wow. I love it. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's just really, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because if that didn't happen, I wouldn't know where you are right now. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Exactly. You know, because I, I, I still obviously remember the guys who like, you know, messed me up that year and I was so mad and I was so, you know, I did horrible things to them in my head. But now, you know, where I am, I'm grateful mm-hmm. that they were part of that experience. It had to happen. The way I see it, it had to happen. I wasn't going to turn to God if everything worked out that year. You know, just to add to that, because I've been in a lot of relationships, a lot of things failed, uh, <clears throat> a lot of heartbreak. People laugh it off with how much martyr, I, I don't know if an English term for martyr, not, yung love life martyr. Uh, I'm love so, life martyr? What do you mean? You, you, even if things are not going well, you're still... Oh! Okay, okay. Gets, gets, gets. So anyway, um, when I, I think I shared this to you last year, a lot of pain, a lot of heartbreaks, and a lot of stupid decisions from mm-hmm. myself. Hurt a lot of people. But then when I found Viv, like when we decided to move the relationship forward after ticking off my list of the girls that was possible. (laughs) He had a list going. Guys, he did. Ask him about it. (laughs) (laughs) I just knew in my heart that there's a reason why things didn't have didn't work with the other people that I was with. Yeah. Yes. And yes. I'm so grateful they did not work out because yeah. I wouldn't have this wonderful marriage that, that I have right now. Yes. And you do. You guys do. And yeah, it's amazing. Your story. I love your story. How you really did things God's way. You didn't kiss for three years, guys. Yeah, it was um, hard for her. Oh. <laughs> That is, I can't wait to see, to hear what Viv has to say about that. Yep. You um, need to hear, ver- hear her version. Her version, right, right, right. <laughs> the true version. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you know, as I think as, um, I don't believe in coincidences. I don't. I don't believe in coincidences anymore. And I can see, you know, when I look back at my life, how, you know, things had to happen the way they did. And yeah, I, again, God was able to bring good things out of things that I thought were just awful at the time. Yep. Yeah. So with that being said, Sam, thank you for sharing your learnings, your lessons. And one, one takeaway that I have from this conversation is that, you know, you follow your dreams, you held that onto it, but you found out that it's also okay to let go of your control and let God take care of your future. And now you're flying, even if you're always in your house alone. I mean, not to hurt your feelings, but because <laughs> the pandemic as we're recording, so you're by yourself. That's what I'm saying. 
but you you let go of something you knew you mastered and you let god lead you to better places and you're you know i pray for the narrow door pod, podcast to really grow into leaps and bounds and i declare god's favor in your life and i declare amazing things for everyone thank you for watching and listening to the first episode of the jaypol hernandez podcast where we talk about and we inspire you with people that are real. Uh, we we be vulnerable here, and I hope you listen every every week that we're publishing episodes. And I pray for your success because for me, the purpose of success is to serve others. Use your success to bless many. Thank you for watching and the best. Sorry, listening. Thank you, um, Podcast Network Asia. The best is yet to come. God bless.